Welcome to the Childcare Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello, and welcome to the Childcare Business Coach Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to join us. As you know, my name is Evelyn Knight. I am the founder and CEO of Childcare Business Professionals, and we are hosting the Childcare Business Summit. So if you don't have your ticket yet, make sure you get it. You don't want FOMO. You've got to get to the Childcare Business Summit this year. It is absolutely life-changing. If you ask some of our past guests, they'll tell you how life-changing it is. But I'm not going to take up too much of your time with that. I want to introduce my guest. Um, this is David Incarnation, and he is the owner of Daycare Accounting Pros. And I got to tell you guys how I met David. It's kind of funny. This is actually our first actual conversation. I was scrolling through TikTok. Yep. And I came upon his TikToks. And I literally like clicked on his channel and just watched one after another, after another, like, oh my gosh, this guy knows what he's talking about. This is it. This is it. And I was just literally like, you were definitely preaching to the choir as I was going through your TikToks. So um, yeah, I mean, TikTok can be a great tool sometimes, right? You get some good education there. So David, why don't you introduce yourself to my uh, audience and tell us a little bit about you, how you got into daycare accounting. That's actually an interesting field to choose for accounting. Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing to, for the industry. Thank you. Uh, very few people have taken on the task of helping these child care businesses. And especially with the economy that we're having right now, yeah. this time, these types of situations, these type of podcasts, information are critical for these business owners. So I appreciate you for that. Um, so I like we were having a previous conversation about how you got involved with uh, daycare, mm-hmm. with child care. I got involved with accounting because I had a $75,000 tax bill. Wow. And uh, because of accounting that messed things up. And I went to another account. I went to three accounts. And they all shuffled their feet. Finally, after about five years, I got frustrated. And I started calling the IRS. This was like oh. in 2008. And it took me a couple of months. But I learned so much that the accounting firm that was handling the case offered me a job and wow. I was able to negotiate that too. I paid 15 grand on the 75,000. Wow. So I learned so much that they hired me. So I said, okay. So we took it on. Um, I had a few childcare businesses at the beginning. There weren't many. Um, then I branched out on my own and we started doing uh, accounting for construction. So I chose construction because the accounting for construction is overwhelming to most accounts. So I kind of like the challenge. And if I can master that, I could be a huge asset to these business owners. Then that's the side, that's the parent company of account, uh, daycare accounting for account tax. Then we went into the child care business. They just started referring clients to me and it took off. Then I realized that out of the 10 child care owners that I spoke with, Nine of them had major problems. Yes. I said, this is something that I can help with. This is something that's critical to our business. Mm-hmm. So I just, so we made a switch. We rebranded. And we started focusing on child care businesses. 
And one of the major, hands down, problem that most childcare owners are having is that they have these LLCs, but they're not being taxed properly. Oh. By that I mean, um, you know, TikTok, there are a bunch of LLCs. Oh, open an LLC. Uh, call us, we'll open an LLC for you. And if you ask a child care owner, what type of business entity are you? They'll say LLC. When you ask them, how are you being taxed? They respond, LLC. Yes. That's automatically a red flag. I already know what's the issue. And the problem is that I have with these TikTokers, I don't hate on anyone, but if you're going to talk about creating LLCs, you also have to talk about the tax consequences yes. of that LLC. Because it's unfortunate when these childcare businesses open these LLCs and they sit across the desk from you and we're doing a tax return and I have to give them some bad news because they owe, you know, five figures in taxes. And it's simply because they're being taxed as a sole proprietor. And there's a simple switch. Last week, I spoke to someone that she did, they did the tax returns for 2022. And they sent it to me just to review it. And automatically, I know exactly where to go. And I see they're paying $24,000 in self-employment tax. When this is the secret. If you choose the right structure, that $24,000 is zero. Wow. So the IRS, they want us to avoid paying tax. Mm-hmm. They give us the roadmap. We just have to follow it. And it's just using strategies that are going to take us to the point where we're paying zero tax. And that's our primary focus. So we preach that we want all 900,000 childcare businesses in the U.S. to understand that they can use taxes, bookkeeping, and payroll as a tool to grow the business. Oh, very few people look at it that way. But if you can save, like I had an example with a client where I said, you save the 25000 And so they said, don't go on vacation. Take the 25000 hire two more employees. Those two more employees are going to generate an additional 50000 within six months. And then in a year, whatever you're paying them, you're going to be up over $50,000. Okay. So. When you mention mindset, those are the little nuggets that we just have to change and adjust and we'll take our business to the next level. Yes. And speaking of the mindset, before we start recording, David and I were talking about my journey and I was telling him about how uh, I was facing bankruptcy. I think I was an owner at that point for about four years and um, I had to make a change. I was telling him I actually had a six-figure IRS bill that was at my door. I had a bookkeeper, I had an accountant, kind of the same thing what you were saying just now where it was, I just found out they weren't doing their job and I had no idea. The way I found out was I had an IRS agent knock on my front door and I thought my bookkeeper was handling everything. I thought everything was taken care of. And next thing I know, I had an IRS agent knocking on my front door. And that was just such a huge reality check for me. Uh, at the same time, I was also facing an eviction for my child care center. Everything was just literally the walls were caving in on me. And that's when I realized kind of the same thing like you were, I need to learn how uh, I need to learn this stuff. But at the same time, I am not a numbers person. I know to stay in my lane. So instead, I hire the right people to do the money part of it. Um, but yes, we were talking about mindset. David asked me, 
What is it that changed? And honestly, the biggest thing was my mindset. I had to take control of how I saw things, how I thought. I used to have a victim mentality and I had to break free of that and get educated and also align myself with the right people. I am never going to be an accountant. So finding the 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 right accountant, the right bookkeeper, those were the things that were so key to me turning my business around and becoming a successful child care center owner. Even, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't do my own bookkeeping. Yeah. It's meaningless. Why would I spend an hour, two hours doing bookkeeping when I can take that focus and shift mm-hmm. it into building the business and managing the operations? Because that's what my job is as a CEO is to manage that. A bookkeeping certain tasks, I delegate to other people. At the end of the month, I just look at a report and in two minutes, I, I see exactly what my numbers are. And it's funny because when we were having this conversation earlier, you mentioned that you purchased another daycare. And that's one of the things I tell my clients. I said, you can't go purchase a house or daycare if you don't know your numbers. Yes. And it's so critical. I have to, every time I get on that call, you have to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers. So because of that, now we do videos of the, of the profit and loss so that clients can get a better picture and a better understanding of where they are. So if they do come across an opportunity, they can pull the trigger yes. because they know their numbers. Yes. Uh, two things on that that I love that you just said. Uh, one of the things I teach my clients all the time is you have to know your worth, right? So for me, I always set the stage for them. How much do you think you're worth an hour? For me, myself, right now, I'm at a point in my life where I will not take a task on that isn't worth about a thousand dollars an hour. For my own director, I look at it as if I wouldn't pay somebody a hundred dollars an hour, she doesn't do it. If I wouldn't pay someone a thousand dollars an hour, I do. So, of course, you shouldn't be doing your own bookkeeping, right? So, we find that a lot of businesses are emerging themselves in the business, you know, they wear different hats. I like to call it the therapist, they're the counselor, they're debt collector sometimes, and they shouldn't be focusing on that. I had a client um, that I spoke with, and she happened to tell me that she was spending 20 hours a week on bookkeeping. I said, what? So I did the math as an accountant. That comes up to 1,040 hours a year. That equals 43 days in a year. So I asked her, what can you do with 43 days? How many vacations can you take? <laughs> You know, how much time can you spend with your family and your kids? How much more business can you bring in by working on the business? And like a bulb went off, she understood. Exactly. These are the types of situations that you have to remove yourself from so that now you can run the business and everyone else is performing those smaller tasks that you can delegate to. That's what happens And that's the power of working on your business instead of in your business, because you're actually doing those revenue generating tasks instead of the tactical all the time. And uh, one of the things I know now, too, is I don't have to worry about what my competitors are charging because I know that my center is so high quality and it's so good that if I what I the way I train it is I'm a category of one, right? I've created a category of one because we are so good about working on the business instead of in it. But if you're doing the tactical, if you're being the cook in the kitchen, doing your own bookkeeping, collecting payments, 
it doesn't give you time to do those things that grow. It doesn't give you time to really just scale the company itself and get to that point where you are a category of one. Exactly. Like our mission is to reach 900,000 childcare owners in the U.S. If I don't have a task, we all focus on that. If don't bring me something that's not going to reach, that's not going to push us toward that goal. Yes. I will only take care of things and handle things that are going to push us towards that goal because that's what's going to make the business grow. Mm. And as a CEO, oh, that's your primary focus. And that's, that's what we should focus on. Accounting, bookkeeping, the taxes, it's, I don't worry about that. Yes. That's what I worry you- about getting in front of people. Oh, absolutely. That's what you leave to the experts. And that's when you hire. And again, that's when you know that there are certain things you want to hire for. And I know a lot of you out there, owners, you're so afraid to spend the money. And one of the things that I've learned the hard way, because I was there too once, I was so afraid. I didn't think I had enough money. How can I spend the money? But what I realized is by not hiring the right professionals, I was losing so much money. I was actually, um, really just crippling myself, to be honest. And as I started finally investing in the things that my company needed, it's amazing how my revenue went up. When I was at that point, when I finally decided, um, I, I mean, I basically was either facing bankruptcy or this was my literally my Hail Mary. And I hired a team. I went, it was actually an accounting firm at the time, which went out of business since, but It was an accounting firm. They had financial advisors. They did all these things. When I finally decided, okay, I might as well spend the money. I'm losing everything anyway. I literally had the thought, I can't afford not to anymore. And my company went from a negative $80,000 a year to a positive $60,000. And that was in just the first year, just the first year. And since then, we've, I mean, that was years ago. So since then, we've gosh, I don't even know how many times over we've uh, increased our revenue from that. But just the power in one year to flip things when you get the right people in the right seats is insane. Yes, it is. And there's several breakpoints when, because depending on where you're at, if you're at a 500,000 model business going to a million, there's certain things that you have to do to break, take it to a million. And once you hit the million, then you have to restructure again to get to 3 million. So, as you level up, there's certain things that need to change. It's going to get to the point if you're doing $10 million, there's a specific talent that you're going to need that you're not going to find in Indeed. Yes. Yes. And that talent is hard to come by. And you have to have the right people in place that can push you towards the right direction so that you can find that talent. And that talent is going to take you then to $30 million. Yeah. And at that level, then you have another break point. So all these situations come into play and we have to know how to use them. Yeah, I and that's something I've lived in. And it's, it's a hard lesson, I have to say, because we love people, right? I had an accounting firm um, and a bookkeeper that I did outgrow. And at one point, it was starting to really hurt my business. And I had also built a very good relationship with these people. So it was a difficult decision for me to graduate beyond them, but it was so necessary. And so, yeah, I've experienced firsthand exactly what you're talking about right now, where it's like you do need to graduate sometimes. And, you know, a lot of times we pick the person down the street or the person you met at the Rotary Club or the Chamber of Commerce meeting, but we do outgrow them. And it is important to stay aligned or they will hold you back. 
great. And you have to be prepared to make those strong decisions. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have to be made because in order to get to the next level, you need a team to help you to get there. And if they don't have, because strategies change, the strategy that a $500,000 business uh, I'm sharing is totally different from a $1 million business. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be different for a $3 million business. So all these situations have to come into play because it's like our DNA. They're, it's individual to each of us. So we just have to figure out what your primary goal is, where you, you know, how long do we have, and how to get you there. And we do it in intervals because we're very big on advisory. We want to advise you, and we call this tax planning. We're not tax preppers. I mean, anybody can do a tax attorney. Mm-hmm. We want to focus on tax planning. And that's another one of those mindsets that I have to work <laughs> to get everyone out of tax planning. We want to plan so at the end of the year, we've taken that we've taken that plan and now we can incorporate it into the tax return. And that's where you're going to see the savings. Right. That's awesome. I, one other thing I want to talk about today when we were talking before the uh, before we started recording was all the grants that are out there. I know EC has been showing a lot of love. There's a lot of grants that we've been given, but it's one of the scariest things for me. I was telling you before we started that all of this money is wonderful. But one of the things that really scares me for our industry right now is that I've seen so many owners who have given raises, who've made permanent changes to their company based on the additional grant revenue but I'm really nervous about that because it's not going to last. And it, when you're, it's not reliable funding. So when it's gone, it does really scare me that a lot of owners aren't going to sustain. Have you been seeing any of that? Or what is your experience so far, in your opinion, even, with what's going on? I have. I've seen, uh, at least here in New York, uh, many daycare owners are getting letters from the state indicating that they want a profit and loss or at least a detailed spreadsheet of where that money that they were giving, how did they use it? And a lot of them are frantic because some used it <laughs> improperly. Um, but there's always a fix to that. At the same time, I've seen child care owners on Facebook downplaying and talking bad about these grants because they had to pay tax. And like I tell all my clients, I want a $10 million tax bill. Yeah. I can't wait to pay it. Because I know that if I'm paying $10 million, I'm making 100 Yes. So the fact that these child care owners, are, they're used to getting a refund, now they have to pay, you're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. We're in business to increase revenue, to increase our income. If you have the income, you just have to use it wisely so that now you can multiply yourself and grow the business. And it's a shame that so many... Um, feel that way and I think is lack of counsel mm-hmm. because if they're instructed the proper way they will know exactly how to use that money yeah and if you can use that money so if you're short on staff hire more staff if you hire more staff you'll be able to increase your capacity and by increasing your capacity you're increasing your revenue yeah and that's so one of the things I did with part of the grant money I got last year uh, I have a really big, one of my classrooms was really, really big. It's licensed for 33 two-year-olds and no one's going to put 33 two-year-olds in one room. So I had a wall put up. I had a really nice wall put up, divided the classroom in two, 
Um, well, and here in Nevada, we have group sizes. So I couldn't take more than 16 children in that room anyway. So basically, I used part of the money to build a wall and the wall separated the two classrooms so that now instead of just one classroom that's licensed for 33, but I'm capped at 16, now I could actually take the numbers to full capacity. So that's a great way to think about I'm increasing my revenue. I'm using these funds like I did need to hire two more teachers, but I'm also taking 15 more children. So that's a, a way to think about like we're increasing our amount of children that we can serve and the money that I'm writing off are those two additional teachers. And I came across this year uh, to childcare businesses where they were making close to a million or over a million and there was no depreciation. They weren't taking any depreciation. It's like, what? I had to go back in one case, amend 2021 and bring that information in so that they can capitalize on it. So at the end of the year, the end of 2022, I think I put it on TikTok, give me a call, so let's go over depreciation. Because 100% bonus depreciation expired in 2022. This year is down to 80%. And it just so happens, one of my clients said, David, I need two vans. Says, go buy them now. And she got grant money. Said, go buy them now, and we'll take 100% bonus depreciation, and we will lower your net income and thereby lower your taxes. Right. Simple strategies. We just yeah. have to know how and when to apply. Yeah, and that's why having the right people on your side and in your team is so very important. And so for those of you owners out there, I really want you to put that in perspective. A lot of times you're afraid to spend the money, right? You're afraid to pay a two or $3,000 accounting bill but if it's saving you ten or twenty thousand dollars, really think about the logic behind that. When you have the right people in your corner, you're going to be making so much more money in the long run because of the thousands and thousands of dollars that you'll be saving. And one thing we preach here is pay yourself. So I had a client. This guy, it was a, a male. They had he had uh, four hundred fifty one net income. He was going to pay like sixty grand in taxes. That's on this. Uh, drop sixty-one thousand into a SEP IRA oh. retirement account, and that lowered his tax to forty. He saved twenty thousand dollars. So why would you pay an extra twenty thousand dollars in tax when you can pay yourself? Yeah. So that's my model: pay yourself. Yes, I'm going to have to talk to you about that because. That <laughs> That is something I still struggle with. Um, one of my goal this year is to pay myself. I always end up finding new projects and new things to invest in um, instead of paying myself. So even though I know I am establishing long-term growth um, and just my portfolio is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, I still need to start paying myself a decent annual income. So, um, and I have two companies, so I kind of justify, okay, well, this one's doing this and that one, I'm making the money here so I can put the money here. So yeah, it's something I need to get better about. <laughs> so there's a simple uh, strategy that I use that kind of, again, with the mindset that forces you to focus on what the goal is. So I started asking uh, business owners, um, do you have a date when you plan to sell? Oh, okay. I have yet met, I haven't met one yet. So when you create a business, nobody thinks about selling. You have to figure out a date. And when you figure out a date, 
you're now focused because you know that in 2030, I'm going to be selling. And this is what I have to do every month, every year, every day to get to that goal. So do you want to sell at one time, multiple, two time, multiple, three time, multiple, whatever the case is, you know exactly what that focus is. And when you have that date in mind, you have no choice but to grow the business because you want to sell on a high multiple. That's a great point because so many business owners, uh, and it's something I teach my clients all the time, they don't think in terms of that long-term goal. And and I do get my business prepared to be sell like you know, just marketable. Um, but I love the fact that you actually put a date on it because I don't, that is something I don't do. And I always use an example. There was uh, this auto center in my hometown and I live in a small town and it had been there for 30 years, highly profitable, but the owner didn't set it up. So he really never planned on selling. So when it was time to retire, he had to keep putting it off. And then finally, he just had to shut his doors. And the business is now gone because he didn't prepare ahead of time. He didn't treat his company like it was an asset. And that is a big, big, big problem. We've got to treat our centers like they're an asset because it should be your retirement plan. It absolutely should be part of your retirement plan. Has to be. And I already know what the retirement plan is and what I'm going to do with those funds. So it's not necessarily retiring. It's okay. What I'm going to do with those funds, where I'm going to park it, how much money do I need for the rest of my life, and what vehicle is going to generate that? Yes. So all of that is planning, and no one talks about that. Yeah. No one talks about, everyone says, oh, how much uh, is the tax return? Forget about that. We're talking about planning for your future. We're going to yeah. talk strategies, simple strategy. I had a client. Last week, the, the husband and wife, they both own a separate business. Um, they're on payroll. So listen, put the kids on payroll. This is what I do with my kids. I put them on payroll. They do miscellaneous tasks. I could pay them $12,000. 6000 I dump it to a Roth IRA. Hmm. Why a Roth? A Roth can grow to a million dollars. They can pull that money out, pay zero tax. Oh, wow. But that Roth IRA, when they were younger, uh, below under 17, they were just accumulating money. And if they just left that there for 30 years, they'll have a million bucks. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. And it's a tax deduction to the business. Wow. That is. And you're setting up that savings for your child that might end up paying for college and keep them away from those exactly wow that is interesting well david it has been such a great conversation i think i'm definitely going to have to have you back on the podcast and we're going to have to talk because there's so much we can collaborate on um so definitely going to have to continue this conversation do you have any last nuggets that you would love to share well not so much of a nugget we're here to help regardless of the question whatever it is whatever the concern you can just feel free to give us a call. We'd help. We're here to help. Calls, emails don't cost a thing. We don't charge anyone. We just want to help. Well, let my audience know where and how they can get a hold of you. Our phone number is 718-515-2532. And my email address is david at daycareaccountingpro.com. And we will definitely put that in the show notes so that everybody can get a hold of you. Well, thank you, David. Thank you, Evelyn, for having me. Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.